0: Good morning everyone and welcome to The Morning Show. Good morning Andy. Good morning. A uh, warm morning, 27 degrees right now in Jackson. And we're uh, going to head up above freezing for the first time since January 19th. We could get uh, around 40 degrees today. Isn't
1: it amazing that uh, <laughs> once it gets above 10, we've had you know, below freezing for so long, like yesterday afternoon, felt like summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning felt great. I didn't even wear a coat. Uh, Low
0: 40s today, uh, then rain starts and then the temperature drops and we have a winter storm warning for all of our area from 2 a.m. Wednesday to 11 p.m. Thursday. Heavy snow is expected and the latest snow forecast for Jackson County is 8 to 12 inches. And as you know, they've um, (laughs) modified the forecast over the last couple of days. Uh, Yesterday afternoon they were saying 9 to 16 for Jackson, this morning the Weather Service is saying
1: 8 to 12, Hmm. and who knows? Who knows? I hope it is zero. That would be nice. Um, I'm supposed to go to the Michigan versus USA national hockey team game tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and um, I hope it's not canceled, but I do think it's going to be canceled.
0: Yeah, um, check out the uh, JTV Sports scoreboard, uh, the Extreme Dodge scoreboard on our website. It has all of the games, and we'll keep uh, keep you up to date as best we can if there are some cancellations. But there's a uh, heavy high school sports schedule this week, all um, in, in danger.
1: Yeah, I would expect, uh, well, tomorrow morning, right? Tomorrow morning we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Uh, your travel plans to Ann Arbor to see the hockey game might be disrupted as will possibly be Jim Harbaugh's flight to Minnesota. Gosh, I hope so. Have you heard? Uh, Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh is uh, headed to Minnesota to interview for the vacant head coaching job with the Vikings, according to the Detroit Free Press. They confirmed that last night. There's Jim Harbaugh. At the, oh, your friend Jim Harbaugh.
1: <laughs> now you understand why I'm so disappointed, Brandon. <laughs> You're buddies. We right? are friends.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, um, <laughs> so stupid. Well, God. I'll tell you what, if he goes to Minnesota, you can burn these pictures. I was asking him out on a date, I think. Good it lord. It looks like it. Jeez.
0: I can't believe um, he's, he's considering it. Uh, after yeah, that s- was pre-COVID, right? Seven seasons as Michigan's head coach, in his last season, the best ever. Uh, he's riding high. Why would he start looking around for a head coach? Well, as uh,
1: as Brandon noted, now is the time, right? When your stock is at the highest it, it has been in a while that's when you leave and get paid the most amount of money so much, we'll see what happens how um, much more money does somebody need especially someone like Jim who can't spend it we know he doesn't <laughs> spend it on his clothes no. we know he you know the houses are and cars are paid for mm-hmm. um, yeah he literally can't spend, can't spend the money no. i don't know what he does with it i don't know I
0: Uproot that he's got kids in high school. Uproot oh, the family, move. Uh, I don't know why some of you would do that. I don't know. I, I hope he home.
1: stays. I really hope he does stay.
0: Yeah. One of four finalists for that uh, job. We have a new um, largest employer in the state of Michigan as of this morning. Really? Can you guess who it is? Amazon? No. Who? Uh, it's the merger of Beaumont Health and Spectrum Health combined, effective today. They now have 64,000 employees ahead, by far, of Michigan's number two, now number two employer. Amazon. General Motors.
1: I think Amazon's gonna be the number one employer in every state in less than five years. We'll see. We shall see.
0: The new name, they don't have a new name for this Beaumont Health Spectrum Health company. It's called, right now, BHSH health.
1: I'm sure they'll come up with something uh, creative and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, find out what that is.
0: Botrom. That'd be a good one. uh, Specmont. Careful now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Careful now. Uh,
0: Do you remember the Jackson Pizza Factory? Yeah, rumor has it that thing's opening back up. It's going to open up in the summer according to a new Facebook page that's been established by the Jackson Pizza Factory. I saw that. Yeah. So the guy um, that is uh, opening it, uh, Brent Harmon, he uh, created a Facebook page and asked for uh, people's comments and suggestions and over 430 comments. People are excited to have that back. So had great pizza, had great colonies, Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know someone, someone you're related to worked to there? Who? your daughter-in-law Stephanie. She did. That was her first job, Jackson oh, no Pizza kidding. Factory. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What a uh, a great spot for that neighborhood. Really. Yeah. Great spot for Jackson, but you know every every neighborhood needs a restaurant, and it's a great neighborhood restaurant. It so is. I think it'll be cool.
0: Cool little spot, corner of uh, Waterloo and North.
1: Yeah, and then it's a a great place to get pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of pizza, Noah, um, Domino's Pizza. Mm -hmm. Domino's Pizza. Have you heard what these folks are doing? They're going to tip you to deliver your own pizza. Yes, they are (laughs) paying you not to get your pizza delivered just due to a staff shortage. Three dollars. They'll give you three dollars to come get your own pizza. Um, Would you still get it? Well, You used to love Domino's. You used to love it. I did. I don't like it.
0: Well, you know, they kept changing the recipe. Uh, I, don't I know think that I,
1: is part of the problem, yeah. and you remember a few years ago, we all wanted to try Domino's again because of that new recipe? Well I had tried it, and mm-mm, no, mm-mm. I, I wish they'd go back to
0: the way it was, back when they had that one restaurant on Cross Street, in Ypsilanti. <laughs> no, I don't know what they did. They, they messed it up. I don't they, know. They, I don't know. Brandon, they, you
1: a Domino's guy? Yeah. Eh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and then they added everything. Uh, you can get everything at, at Domino's now. Just do the pizza, just do that right.
1: But <laughs> um, the Chamber Night of Distinction is Thursday night. Will you be attending? Uh, yes. Um, I will be too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it be. doesn't get snowed out. I hope so too. Uh, looking forward to seeing who's gonna win uh, the annual awards presented by the Jackson County Chamber of Commerce. Got the Small Business Person of the Year, Athena Award, Brick Award. Um, I don't know who's winning any of them, do you? Yes. You do? <laughs> I'm excited to see. I can't wait, so I'll be there Thursday night. And of course, we'll have a big photo gallery uh, from the event and uh, all kinds of coverage, which is the, one of the biggest business events of the year. Yeah,
0: and you can still get tickets. Uh, the way it's happening, uh, the first part, the awards and program is being held at the Michigan Theater, and everyone then will decamp and go to the uh, top floor of Veritas, for a reception where we're told
1: it's going to be spectacular in terms of food. Oh, I'm sure of it, and I cannot wait. I will uh, definitely bring my appetite. That is Thursday night, so again, if uh, you're a chamber member and you haven't bought tickets yet, try and Even do so. Even if
0: you're not a chamber member, you can buy tickets and go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yep. But I'm encouraging the chamber members to buy their tickets first. Mm-hmm. Uh, And the other big, uh, one of the other big uh, annual meetings,
0: the JAMA meeting, it was canceled. It was planned for the night of the football national championship, which is an insane night to have that, but they do that every year. It is,
1: yeah. And it's, you know, it's tough. It's at the country club. You want to have it on a Monday, a day that the the club is closed, but is that being uh, rescheduled?
0: Yes. uh, Monday, May 2nd. Okay.
1: Another reschedule, Brandon, Mm -hmm. March 1st, Michigan versus Michigan State at Michigan, and um, excited for two different reasons: another opportunity for Michigan State to beat Michigan, which I know Brandon is looking forward to. but we'll get our money from the tickets we sold. Ah, yes, yeah. so that's very nice. So I'm very happy that the game is going to be played. Michigan Win,
0: lose, uh, If you go to a big game in Michigan at, at uh, Chrysler Center, all the all the concessions are open. You can get mm-hmm. anything you want, pizza hot dogs. If you go to Breslin, you can't even get really? a sip of water. It, there's nothing open. Really? Yeah. that's interesting. You like to be overly yeah. cautious. No concessions. <laughs> you can't get Dana Nussel, was no. she
1: No, I saw that open a concession stand for her. Um, you know, you go to a lot of these events, and you know, you'll see the. Okay, you have to wear a mask. You have to show proof of vac- vaccination or proof of negative tests, things like that. I've been to, uh, I've been to Chrysler. I think you have too. Um, they have you, you wear a mask there, and that's, that's it, end of mm-hmm. story. I went to the Pistons game last week. You only have to wear a mask if you're within 15 feet of the court, hmm. which is a newer, a newer rule. Keep, so. the, keep the players
0: safe. You gotta keep the players safe. fans. with the fans. So
1: a lot of people are going to these events expecting to show their vaccination card or proof of a negative test, but really it's um, just precaution, telling people ahead of time, um, there, there's, there's just not enough staff checking all that no, it's, anywhere. No, you look,
0: you look, you look. Um, but yeah,
1: you have, um, I, I, haven't been, I've, I think I've been to two, two basketball games. I haven't seen anyone not wearing a mask. Um, I think it's just if you go to a Michigan game, you're planning on it. I don't know, uh, same thing at uh, Michigan State, Brandon. I didn't see a lot of masks in the student section on no, Saturday. I yeah, no, I didn't see many Yeah, so I'm not sure. They might have different rules.
0: Well, they've got no food. Yeah, there's no food, so they can't eat. That's weird. Well, anyway, um, Black History Month starts today, by the way. Happy New Month, it's February. Yes, yes, Happy New Month, January flew by. Today, Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist declared that in the state of Michigan, February is Black History Month, and that is uh, pretty much uh, universal throughout the country. Uh, The governor said, during this month, Michiganders are encouraged to take time to recognize and celebrate black Americans' contributions, sacrifices, and bravery on their journey to justice in our nation, to work together to develop and implement solutions to further achieve equity in our state, as well as uplift our black communities within the state of Michigan. Happy Black History Month. You know what tomorrow is?
1: No. Start of the Olympics. Oh my gosh, thank you, I forgot. (laughs) Unbelievable, unbelievable. I, uh, what events are you looking forward to seeing? Besides a ski jump, of course.
0: You know, the athletes are now saying that China has taken the winter out of the Winter Olympics, so we'll see what it looks I, like.
1: I'm, I'm anxious to see um, how it's portrayed, and then, you know, kind of hearing the back stories mm-hmm. of, of what it's really like there for the athletes and coaching staff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be fun to watch, no doubt. And again, the commentators will not be in China. They will be calling all the action from their Connecticut studios. Well, so <laughs> it was
0: on Saturday for the Farmers Insurance uh, Golf Tournament in uh, San Diego. Torrey Pines, where you went, uh, Jim Nance was the lead announcer, mm-hmm. as he is for all the CBS PGA events. He was in Kansas City for the football game, and he was announcing the golf tournament. Yeah and when uh someone was putting uh jim nance was commenting and there were people on twitter that said jim nance jinxed they he was so loud that he, <laughs> ma- he made them miss a putt well jim nance wasn't that loud. he wasn't
1: he was in the broadcast booth at arrowhead stadium yes. where he called the game with mm-hmm. tony romo Let's get to our extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our friends over at extreme Dodge. I don't know if you've been to their new oil change building, but they'll get you in and out, enjoy coffee, cookie, and popcorn while you wait. i I go get diet Coke there sometimes when, uh, I don't feel like going into a store, mm-hmm. boys basketball, East Jackson, uh, they beat Addison by 12 Trojans outscored the Panthers 15 to five in the second quarter to break open that close game. Napoleon went over to Lumen Christi and handed the Titans a loss. The Pirates, uh, they're they're doing really well. They're eleven and one, and the Titans dropped to two. It looked like uh, Lumen Christi
0: was going to win that game at the start of the fourth quarter. They were up by five points.
1: Yeah, and you know I love it when the uh, local teams uh, get an opportunity to play each other, not in the same league, but still nice Mm -hmm. to uh, play. East Jackson girls, they beat. Manchester. Bryn Miracle had 18 points for the Trojans. East Jackson 9 and 3 overall and 4 and 1 in the Cascades. How about that? They have uh, really come along this year. Boys Bowling. Vandercook Lake 30, Addison 0. Jonesville 28, East Jackson 2. Adrian 27, Jackson 3. It was Columbia Central 24, Hillsdale 6. And uh, Columbia Central is now 7-0 in the Lenaway, which is good for first place. And some girls' bowling scores. Addison over VCL, Jonesville over EJ, and Adrian, 30, Jackson, 0. The Vikings will try and uh, get some revenge on the basketball court tonight. On deck, we've got some great games. JTV Sports will be live at Jackson High, 7 p.m., as the Vikings host Adrian. Hopefully the Vikings can get a win on JTV tonight. So tune in, coverage around 6.45 with Joel Freeling and Josh Gap And that's yeah. our Extreme Dodge scoreboard and on deck for tonight.
0: And uh, tonight's live game will replay at 10 p.m. Yep,
1: yep. So join us for that. And then we've got,
0: uh, hopefully, more, <laughs> more hopefully, live basketball. Yeah,
1: we're, hopefully, we're supposed to have Jackson Christian tomorrow. We'll see on that. Uh, we're supposed to be at Columbia Central on Thursday. Um, We'll see, we'll just have to uh, check the weather, but uh, follow along on our website, we'll tell you where we're gonna be.
0: Our job of the day being brought to you by Michigan Works Southeast, our job of the day. Corrections, they are hiring and we've been telling you about the uh, opportunities at Corrections for quite some time. They still have a lot of openings. The next Academy for Corrections Officers is just getting underway, still time to get in that. They offer uh, paid training, you get paid as soon as you sign up uh, corrections officers, uh, registered nurses, mental health professionals, food service. They're assigning both bonuses, other incentives. Get all the details at the GTV job board all oh, or at uh, governmentjobs.com slash career Michigan MDOC. That's our
1: job of the day.
0: Uh, who's on the show today? We have a
1: great show, the return of Dr. Donna O'Neill after these messages.
2: Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
1: Welcome back to the morning show on JTV with us now after a couple-month break from the morning show, Dr. Donna O'Neill. Welcome back.
3: Thank you. We, we missed, missed you.
1: you. <laughs> we really <laughs> have, haven't we?
3: I would have got the question wrong. What's you know, tomorrow? I was thinking Groundhog's Day, and here we are again.
0: Do they have Groundhog Day in Canada?
3: Oh, yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: uh, it's going to be... Uh, a almost, long winter. Yeah. It always is. Yeah, it seems I don't like. think the groundhog is going to see a shadow tomorrow. You will be buried under perhaps uh, a foot of snow.
3: So yeah, that snowstorm, I'm trying to uh, avoid it because I'm going to my first medical meeting since 2019. And uh, so it kind of took me back. Also, uh, the video at the end made me go back to the beginning. And I was at this meeting in February 2019 and this was just starting to get going. And I remember the day where, I don't remember her name, but she got uh, uh, fired from the CDC. She said, this will be disruptive. And that kind of perked my ears mm-hmm. and it sure has been. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it has. It has yes, it been. has.
1: It's it's hard to keep track of really the years and the months. The mm-hmm. last uh, two years, at least for me, yeah. uh, have, I'm having a hard time keeping track of what I did for what holiday. The last two years, it's just been so different.
3: So, so we we were really busy um, beginning the end of October, uh, November, December. All together last year, we gave the monoclonal antibody to over 1,800 people. Wow. So uh, good job, my team. Uh, we became very efficient. So it was kind of a letdown in January because we didn't have any monoclonal anybody to give. Maybe we stopped giving it too soon. We got word that, you know, it was all Omicron. I think that was maybe a little premature Was based on all the modeling. We know how accurate that's been. Um, so it was was kind of a letdown because it was the first time in my life. I didn't have something to kind of pull out of my pocket to help people with. So, um, yeah, so things are still changing.
0: We just got word that the last time you were here was October
3: 7th. Wow.
1: That's amazing.
0: And who would have thought we'd still be... Talking COVID. Yeah, Yeah,
3: last month we missed it. It was Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. It was a time to promote HPV vaccine. So you're missing lots of things. Mm -hmm. So So
1: obviously uh, we know that a lot of people are getting it. Is it it impossible to avoid at this point?
3: Is it impossible? I think there are a lot of people that haven't had it. We did a quick little survey in the office and maybe it's because some of my patients are immunosuppressed, but I was surprised 60% of the people, again, it was a small sample size, you know, had not had COVID. Wow, that's,
1: yeah, that's amazing. And of course you guys are... Staring COVID in the, in the face every single day.
3: Well, 1,800 people. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a few COVID virgins still uh, in our office. I think the big risk factor we've uh, discovered is uh, kids in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he told me I could share with all of you, but uh, dear husband got it. Oh, Ted. And uh, I think his risk factor, you know, is uh, you know, he works at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a miracle I didn't get it because this trip would have been, you know, uh, axed if that was the case. Um, so yeah, you just uh, things are just so variable. Yeah. You know, and please don't tell people, oh, I just it's nothing, right. because a lot of people have died from this. So again, mm-hmm. my little survey, um, 75% of people know someone who died, and a quarter of them it was a family member. Hmm. So poor Dr. Kack, um, he's just finished his week of call. And, you know, he said every other COVID patient is dying. <laughs> that's not what we did, you know, infectious disease for. Yeah. So it's, it's variable. So some people say, oh, it was, it was mild. And sometimes that's because you've had the vaccine. I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. Right. And then a lot of people got the monoclonal antibody. And again, that really, that was a game changer for a lot of people, and it really helped them. So, of course, their disease was mild. But I think it's a little insensitive to to say, oh, it's nothing. I mean, Ted, um, he said, this isn't mild. And he had his three doses of the Mm -hmm. vaccine. He figures he's, you know, fairly healthy. Um, We know someone his age ended up in the hospital, not vaccinated. So um, It's
1: it's interesting that, you you know, you say that people get, oh, it was nothing. Well, again, if you've got the vaccine, that's, that was the goal. So, but it is funny how people just automatic, automatically kind of dismiss it if mm-hmm. it's light. And um, the vaccine's
3: doing what we initially wanted to do. Remember, we were hoping for 60% protection from hospitalization and death, and that's kind of, you know, where we're at. Yeah. Um, I mean, the hospital still—I think there's over 70 people in it. Um, you know, 30% of the ICU has COVID patients. You know, it's disruptive normal healthcare. You know, people need surgeries they can't get. So still, so it's kind of going back three years, very disruptive still. I mean, I, I would have appointments and because I potentially got exposed, you know, I canceled them cause I didn't want people to get sick, you know, potentially. So, uh, yeah, we're all done with COVID, but COVID's not done with us. That's for sure. And, um,
1: Should we roll the, uh, roll the data? Let's, uh, oh, let's yeah. get to some uh,
3: of yeah, after a while you, you get numbed to it. I mean I, I just was impressed seventy five percent of you know people know someone who's died. So hey, we're all in the red. <laughs> we're all in this together. So I mean they're figuring we're gonna have more deaths now from Omicron than any other surge. So hmm. don't say it's mild. Right. So everybody's in the red. So I did want to touch base a little bit on our treatments and I should have changed this to outpatient treatments. Uh, Cause this is obviously what I do. So there are a few, but I'm going to tell you a lot, but not, there's not too much available right now. So I've mentioned there's only one out of the three monoclonal antibodies that is effective. It's in very short supply. I have not received any from uh, the state over the past two weeks. I know some people have gone to Detroit to get it. We know it works we've used it in pregnancy, no drug interactions. Uh, I listened to a, it's actually an international webinar, and this seems to be still the go to product, but very short supply. Next one. So uh, Paxlovid. this is from our friends at Pfizer. Again, it works. Um, yay, it's pills, but it's a lot of pills um six pills in total a day for five days uh, part of it is safe in pregnancy we can use it in children ages 12 and up the big problem with this is there's lots of drug to drug interactions so this is kind of similar to some of the drugs i use for my hiv aids patients so for example statins very common group of drugs for high cholesterol Uh, there's a drug interaction you have to hold your statins for five disease if you got kidney disease the pharmacist has to take some pills out of this uh, package it's not readily available i'm told it's finally available at our Meyer store it was supposed to be available at the center for family health uh, but still very very short supply Mm. but hopefully the supply chain is improving next um, now these are some of the other drug interactions heart medications gout uh, seizure med, some of the herbs too, St. John's wort, uh, that's one that interacts with it. So that's kind of its Achilles heel. Oh. We don't have a perfect drug yet. We're getting there. So Remdemsevir, we heard a lot about this drug at the beginning. We've used it a lot in inpatients with variable results. Um, it does work. Uh, the study came out right at Christmas time. It's called the Pine Tree Study. Um, It's been used in pregnancy, no drug interactions, but it's inconvenient. It requires uh, an IV uh, for three consecutive days, although there's talk about doing a study one day versus three. And until yesterday, it was only available to hospitals. So we've been able to order, get this, five courses. (laughs) Um, And the big question mark is reimbursement and insurance Mm -hmm. coverage. So the monoclonal antibody, the federal government, provided it free to everybody. Not so much with this drug, Medicare will be covering it. Uh, some of the other insurances, it's still unclear.
1: So when will someone, when should someone um, call you?
3: So it's still very limited based on your risk factors. And there's a slide okay. to address this. This is the other oral drug. Eh, not as effective. Um, lots of pills. Um, it's not getting out of the gate very well. There's concerns of uh, it causing mutations and not recommended in children in pregnancy. So timing is really important. So with my husband, he got kind of nasally on Sunday, did a rapid test Monday night, definitely was sick rapid test negative Monday night, Tuesday, negative Wednesday, negative Thursday. Finally, his, rapid test was positive we did a pcr on him on wednesday but it became available friday mm-hmm. so you don't have a big window if you need right. a positive test so then you got to get the prescription it's going to be hard to get this you know done within five days severe uh, seven days the monoclonals although you can do it within 10 days you have your maximal efficacy if you do it as soon as possible and a lot of the hospitals have cut that down to seven days so, these are the eligibility criteria just as a couple of days ago. Um, so, basically, if you're immunosuppressed, ka you get in. Um, depending upon your age, uh, being older than 75 and not having had three doses um, gets you in. Um, so, they kind of have you based on tiers. And every state has done it different. so Michigan is used for part of this, the risk factors from the NIH and other part of it, they use the risk factors from the CDC. So it's very confusing, but basically, um, you know, think about it, if you're immunosuppressed, if you're older and if you haven't been fully vaccinated and you have some of these uh, risk factors, which you all know, obesity, the BMI changes, at one point it was 25, now it's back up to 35. Uh, lung disease, heart disease, kidney disease, diabetes. Those are kind of the risk factors. And then, you know, we were in the front lines with the monoclonal. And I would say the big risk factors are weight and lung disease. Hmm. So, um, pills only again, because they're, I think they're hoping to be more readily available. Um, if you're older than 75, regardless of your vaccination status, you can get the pills. Um,
0: this is interesting because this is really the first evidence where someone who is vaccinated gets preferential treatment in healthcare. And
3: unvaccinated. That,
0: well, between the, if you're up to date on vaccines between the ages of 18 and 64, you can get that pill, but otherwise you have to be but, uh, but, 65 but, and over.
3: Yeah, but is that right? prior to that sometimes you're at an advantage if you haven't been vaccinated because we know those are the people that are ending up in the hospital. I've seen good data presented on your show and those are the ones, unfortunately, that are Mm -hmm. still not doing well and passing away. So there's something else uh, the immunosuppressed people probably know about because they've all been waiting for it. This is a long acting injectable, uh, monoclonal antibody to prevent COVID. So these people don't respond well to the vaccines. Um, So unfortunately, very, very short supply and I think they're using a lottery system. So if you um, are in this category, get in touch with your doctors, your specialists, and they'll put your name in the hat.
1: More with Dr. Donna O'Neill from the Pick Center right after this quick break.
2: Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at ViewerMail at JTV.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
1: Welcome back to The Morning Show. We're with Dr. Donna O'Neill, Infectious Disease Specialist at the Pick Center. And uh, I had a few viewer questions I wanted to uh, relay your way. Everyone wants to know, have you had
3: COVID yet? (laughs) maybe (laughs) so um, back in February of 2019 after my medical meeting get this I went to a silent retreat really silent retreat (laughs) and when I came back from my silent retreat there was a gal at my table that had just been to California and she was sniffling throughout the whole thing So, um, so when I came back I got terribly ill really And one night I was really scared, I could not breathe. Hmm. So retrospectively, and that's why I'm wondering, maybe I didn't get sick from my husband recently, because it really was a miracle I didn't get sick. I should have got sick.
0: Yeah. Did you have him like in separate rooms? I would have had him in hospital.
3: Oh yeah, (laughs) he went crazy being (laughs) isolated. But you know, you're most infectious before, and I read somewhere to improve your marriage, you're supposed to kiss for six seconds. So we've been doing that. I should, have, I should have had it, let me tell you. Oh, So you so, definitely should so have maybe, had maybe it. Maybe I did. Yeah, Yeah. so it was before the test and all that, but I mean, I, we've all been sick. But Whose one, idea
1: was that, yours or Tad's? About the, the six <laughs> seconds, yeah, <laughs> it was an
3: easy sell.
1: <laughs> Second question, if I get COVID, how do I know when I mm. don't have COVID anymore?
3: So I think you have to base on your symptoms. You know, so yeah. some people are gonna take longer to recover than others. Um, I mean, Ted's still coughing, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it, it was pretty instantaneous. He started, you know, he knew when he's feeling better. I mean, he wasn't eating and so all of a sudden his appetite came back and no headaches. And so, I mean, everything is an average okay. and all employers, yeah, it's different. And some people are even making you do a rapid test before you come back to work. And we've seen it's quite variable.
1: Uh, will Omicron lead to herd immunity? And I think that c- question kind of is based on the amount of people getting it. Will Omicron run out of people to infect?
3: So I mean, we've all heard what's new with the is There's son of Omicron, there's a new lineage 1B. And we don't know if you've had Omicron, the first one. Is that gonna protect you from the second one? We don't know. We, we know Delta didn't really protect a lot of people from Omicron. Right. We're hoping Omicron, we, we don't know. And maybe, let's all hope.
0: The testing, it's so confusing. As you said, Ted got different mm. um, results. Meyer yesterday said they're going to be offering free at home COVID tests. But you've got to go to the pharmacy, uh, register online, complete an assessment, get the voucher, pick up the test kit, bring it home, self collect with the nasal swab, return it to the pharmacy, mm. get the test result. In forty-eight to seventy-two hours, what good is that?
3: Yeah. So we got our gift from Joe in the mail yesterday. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, I think my daughter beat Ted ordering it, and we were disappointed. You only got one per household. So <laughs> uh,
0: well, that's ridiculous. That's a rip. They said four hours uh, four
3: So there's there's four tests in here, but oh, you only oh. get one box oh. per family. Okay. So if you got six people, I mean, I've even I'm not promoting this but you've even heard families sharing swabs.
1: Like a chicken pox party.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> you and your they're children. passing
1: the virus to one another. No, so I no,
3: they're, they're all feeling well, but sometimes they have to swab before going to events. Sure. And so mm-hmm. they're using one swab for all. Um, I mean, some places have done <laughs> mass tragic. testing through individual swabs running it. Hmm. Uh, so, even, a, even the PCR, I mean, in some places the sensitivity is only 80%.
0: Can you use a regular Q tip?
3: No, it's probably, no. I'm sure. We can no. open it. I haven't even opened it yet. We got it yesterday. I don't
1: dare. Yeah, I don't contaminate it. No. <laughs> you might need it. We have a uh, quick video that we are going to show.
3: Yeah, so again, you all know I'm from Canada, so. Your gro- countryman. Growing up. The, the media there was on the radio 30 percent had to be canadian content i listened a lot to neil young and he uh, he kind of hit uh, the news uh, this week and last week so he came out with the song in 2020 so this is just a snippet but it's cool if you go back to the whole thing it really brings you back
0: not available on spotify
3: <laughs> yes that's what is the controversy is about
0: The empty streets.
3: Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, hats off to him. He took a stand. Um, you know, he pulled his music off Spotify, and other musicians are following suit because of all the misinformation. And we have an epidemic of misinformation, and we have to do something about it. Um, I don't know what the solution is there. Um, so, and I hope we're learning from all of this, and I'm afraid we're not. I mean, we got really lucky with Omicron because if it had the fatality rate like MERS, which was 30%, you know, um, so we, you know, it's more infectious, but fortunately not as severe, but again, the number of deaths is going to be greater because it's affecting so many people, but we still have problems with testing. We don't trust people, we don't (laughs) trust science. Um, You know, we have to be able to turn around vaccines and, and medicines a lot quicker. We have a lot of work to do. Our public health needs to be bolstered. And I'm not sure we're, we're, we're doing that right now. And I mean, the I one topic we've not talked about at all is long COVID, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, a real thing. And, um, you know, and it's not those people that end up in the hospital, it's even people with mild disease. So, um,
1: Well, don't wait uh, two months before coming back to see us again. <laughs>
3: I'll try. (laughs)
1: Dr. Donna O'Neill with us on The Morning Show. Thank you, Dr. Donna. Good to see you. Thank you. We'll be right back after this quick break.
2: Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at ViewerMail at JTV.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
0: Welcome back to The Morning Show. Joining us now is the Jackson director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, Zoe Lyons. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning. How are you? Good. Welcome back. Thank you. Zoe, one of our uh, frequent uh, experts that we've had on during this uh, Pandemic, helping our communities' yeah. residents get access to various resources, yeah. and you've been really um, challenged, I think, because of the pandemic and your ability to deliver some of the services, mm-hmm. and even have yeah. some of the support groups and meetings. Uh, Have you been able to get back on any regular
4: schedule? Uh, Not in person. Everything is really still virtual, um, but certainly we have still continued. Actually, I feel like we've been able to meet more as we finally got used to virtual because it's just meeting after meeting. There's no travel time involved. So it's just meeting after meeting after meeting constantly. I I
0: like the Zoom meetings. because you can actually do other things <laughs> yeah, during the
1: meeting. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, when you talk about all the meetings and all the programs that you mm-hmm. guys have, I mean, it's it's a lot. You guys... Right. You're doing a whole heck of a lot more than just uh, responding to COVID. Right, right. You
4: know? Yeah, And but we're, we're responding in lots of different ways, too. So there's, there's the, the money that we can assist with, or the food assistance or the Medicaid. There's uh, parenting classes and uh, help with getting therapy for people. Um, transportation. We're giving out masks now. I brought my little KN95 mask. We just got a shipment of uh, 45,000 masks. Nice. Um, So I have sent something out to um, our JCAN community partners. Remember JCAN? Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jackson COVID Action Network uh, from back when we first started. And if anybody needs uh, masks like hundreds or thousands of them, we can probably give them to them. So churches, organizations. And that's great because Mm -hmm. folks
1: are spending money on this, and that's a spot where you wouldn't have to spend money. I did see the MDHHS is partnering on COVID tests, and folks will be able to uh, check their eligibility at accesscovidtest.org. And that's a program where um, folks who meet criteria will be able to get a free test. Right, right.
4: Right. Yep, yeah. And... um, yeah, so we're, we're, it hasn't slowed us down yeah. really. The, the, the thing, so it hasn't slowed us down we're, all, we're really busy. It has slowed us down a little bit in terms of um, timeliness for, for what people need and mm-hmm. that's been frustrating for some of our, um, our clients and customers. So um, I just always say, you know, if you, if you have a need and we haven't gotten it to you fast enough, call, ask for me. My mm-hmm. staff are always thrilled when I reach out and say, mm-hmm. "We can we look at this, you know? Um, but people sometimes, some people can wait until the, their, like, application is processed, and some are in a dire need, and so we don't always know that. So reach but, out to us. And but listen. you always want to
1: help. Always, yeah. always, yeah.
0: Is there a limit to the resources financially? As an example, we've mm-hmm. got, you know, billions, Um, that is unspent in Lansing. Mm -hmm. Does the department have everything they need? Are are you shutting anyone off?
4: Um, You know, I think we have everything that we need. There are still rules around it, Mm -hmm. right? So um, lots of times people will reach out to me uh, with concerns about people who don't have a place to stay. And you know, one of my questions is, do they have children? Because we have a lot more resources for uh, uh, families with children than single adults. And so, so some of our resources get stretched, but you know, that's when we work with our community partners to say, okay, who, is it an elderly person? We talk to the Region, uh, region 2, right? Area yeah. Office on Aging, and, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe they have a resource or, or United Way or Community Action Agency.
0: Yeah, you you brought in a long list of uh, organizations that you're partnering with, that you're you're part of, or part of you. Right. uh, And these are all organizations or agencies that are delivering um, services. Give us some of the examples. Right.
4: Well, so uh, so one of the things that we continue to do is we continue to um, teach Aces, the adverse childhood experiences. So Dr. Bob Powell from Family Service and Children's Aid and I, we're we're training all of the hospital employees. We've been doing that since uh, July. And it's a lot for them, because it's an extra training with all of this going on. But we've gotten some really good feedback because understanding the the sick people who come in is important. Um, We're working with um, LPACT, which is Advocates and uh, Leaders for Police and Community Trust. Mm -hmm. So um, all of these things are still needs, even though we have COVID going on. And so, um, so I attend ALPACT and we've done some training with ALPACT uh, on anti-racism because we have all, all of that going on, mm-hmm. systemic racism things going on, right? Um, and then we work with our uh, Lifeways Community Mental Health and we're just, we just we try to like, be engaged with, with all of our community agencies so that we all know what each other is doing, so that there isn't anybody who falls through the cracks. That's
1: great
0: yeah it wasn't just the uh the pandemic that's been the, the you know the national crisis it's been the uh equity and diversity and the right. various uh areas of unrest um o- over that and right. that's that's not to be forgotten it's right. nice to
1: see that uh it, there's a lot being worked on behind the scenes and not everyone gets to know about but there's a lot of work going on
0: there is a lot of
4: work yeah. absolutely yeah
0: Uh, Also, um, you're helping with uh, the foster care. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been able to see some uh, improvement in the availability of foster parents.
4: Yeah, yeah. um, We are we're always going to be in need because we have different age groups, uh, boys and girls. Somebody can take boys, somebody can take girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've mentioned in the past, even our um, our older youth that are LGBTQ uh, we're looking for families that, um, you know, may have some experience with working with youth who are questioning their identity uh, at that mm-hmm. time, you know. So um, so always have a need, but we have some really great foster parents right now as well that are um, helpful to each other as well as to us.
1: And if, uh, you know, if you're not sure if uh, you're eligible for assistance, it's literally as easy as calling Zoe and you'll find out right then. Right. So. Right. Zoe Lyons from the MDHHS. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. We'll be back to wrap up right after this quick break.
2: Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at ViewerMail at JTV.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
0: Welcome back to the morning show. Did you see what uh, happened at O'Hare Airport over the weekend? No. The Chinese airline uh, jumbo jet uh, made a landing and was taxiing to the gate. when some baggage car got in the way. Oh my goodness. And one actually got sucked into the engine. Holy cow. All the baggage shredded.
1: That would happen to my bags.
0: (laughs) It's like, how's that happen?
1: Who's driving that plane anyway?
0: There's probably two or three people up in that thing, but you can't see, you know, when you're flying a plane. Yeah, it's probably the people on the ground. Oh my gosh, look what happened to the engine.
1: Could you imagine expensive. having your luggage, uh, and that, that was a plane from China, Yeah. <laughs> Could you, oh my gosh. Could you imagine if you were coming here on like a work trip, Brandon, and all your stuff got <laughs> shredded? Wow. Wow. All these people from China, they probably, you know, maybe they're staying
0: for a long time. They brought a lot Things, of stuff. Things?
1: Medications? Oh
0: yeah. Glasses
1: yeah you think about that if you you lose all your medications or something like that and you have to like you land in chicago like what do you do you go to a pharmacy and get all your medications welcome to america oh my goodness unbelievable i'm sure they'll get free things out of that Uh, we have a new guinness world record to note
0: Uh, the largest display of citrus in a supermarket who knew that was a a Guinness World Record. Really? Yes, a Rouse's Market in uh, Metairie, Louisiana. 40,000 pounds of fresh sun-kissed navel blood and Cara oranges, as well as sun-kissed California mandarins, lemons, grapefruit, and mineola tangelos. Eight hours it took to stack all that up and uh, 100,000 pieces. Hmm, I wonder if there's that big of a demand
1: I thought there was a shortage of oranges. Now we know why. You know what? Look at this proud people. Could we see? Could we see that? Look how proud they are of that. They're very
0: proud. And I don't
1: think they should be as proud of that as they are. No, there's a shortage of oranges. Get everyone in here. Um. I bet they don't serve uh, pink pineapple there. (laughs) What? Have you ever had that? Pink pineapple. Oh yeah, they have a plum market. Oh. unbelievable
0: at plum market yeah uh, do they dye it
1: i don't know i just know it's pink and delicious mm. so yeah that's interesting i uh if i ever go in to buy an orange actually i don't think i've ever bought an orange no no not personally wow yeah I, it's weird. never been on the list we need oranges yeah we mm. don't do that well we it's do. orange
0: season i mean you can get some great oranges right now never I cared like the for ones it. with the knob at the top i don't know what they're called that's an apple no. That's it. That's it. Who's, who's coming up later?
1: Hey, later today on your show, Carolyn Bloodworth will be with you. Christy Blair, principal at St. John's Toll, United Way of South Central Michigan, and Troy White from the city of Jackson coming up tomorrow from the Jackson County Health Department, Deborah Kabitsky and Kristen Pluta, and from Spring Arbor University, Doc Brent Ellis. That's all for today. We'll see you this afternoon. Oh,